how's everybody doing? Welcome back to another episode of The Banker Next Door. I am your host, Dr. Joe Berquist. Uh, today, we're going to be looking at the January jobs report that's put out by the Bureau of Labor Statistics, or also known as BLS. Um, before we get to that article, though, I just want to say I'm very excited. We have our very first sponsor today. So I want to bring this up real quick to show everybody. So our sponsor today is Willow Street Pictures. If you're looking for a professional photography experience, then Willow Street Pictures is the place you're looking for. When you go into their custom studio, they will make you feel like a movie star. They specialize in pet photography. They do per, uh, family portraits, and they will also do corporate work as far as, you know, headshots. If you're whatever you're looking for, for your uh, marketing, perhaps your marketing campaign for your business, um, you know, photos for your website, anything of that nature. Uh, they can handle it all. And what's great is that their studio is a custom photography studio that has many different sets. They can they can pretty much handle anything that you may be looking to do. And uh, as well as with all of the state-of-the-art state photography equipment that they use and utilize in, in their production process. But the, uh, the team over there is fantastic. Uh, I will have some news to share with them on my own personal front, but uh, I highly recommend them. Uh, definitely go on and check them out. You can go to their website at www.willowstreetpictures.com. So go check them out whenever you have a chance. So, okay, uh, let's get out of that. And then I am going to flip to another screen here for a second to bring this article up. Everyone will, so let's take a look at this. Okay, so this is from a website called Zero Hedge, and uh, which is a website that I, I've been using for a long, long time. I really enjoy it. They, re they really do a great job over there. Uh, I would describe uh, Zero Hedge as giving the contrarian view, so to speak. Um, not so much the mainstream narrative all the time, but uh, but this article is called Inside the Most Ridiculous Jobs Report in Recent History. And this again, this is focused on the January jobs report. Now, there are five things that we're going to key in on as we go through this article, and they are estimated hours, seasonal adjustments, payroll versus employment, part-time jobs, and then finally, the native versus foreign-born workers. And I want you to stay till the end here because the native versus foreign-born workers is a bombshell. So uh, so let's, but let's get in here. So inside the most ridiculous jobs report in history. So uh, the January jobs report uh, on the surface looked great, you know, said that we grew by 353,000 jobs. Uh, another, you know, almost like what you would describe as like a blockbuster jobs report. But there's been something very funky going on the last uh, year or so in, with the jobs reports, and that is that almost every single month, whatever's reported has been getting revised lower. Uh, and that is a very uh, unusual phenomenon. I'll say it that way. You know, again, within a, within a year, it's not unusual to have some revisions to the job report, either be up or down, but to have them be revised downward literally almost every month for the last 13 or 14 months, that is a highly unusual chain of events right there. So let's, so let's get in here. And, and also I would say this too, you know, the, the whole jobs picture right now is not really passing what, what I would call the smell test. You know, in other words, 
you pick up the Wall Street Journal every day, you, you, you get on the Internet, you look at the local news or you look at the national news and you're seeing, you know, Citibank's cutting 20,000 jobs and Spotify's laying off 15 percent of their workforce and Google's laying people off. And, and you know, you know, all these companies across all these different industries laying off um, all of these full time workers, really good full time paying jobs. And, you, and you, you really sit there and you say, well, I don't understand how are all these people getting laid off, but yet. Um, I keep hearing that, you know, that the government keeps putting out that these jobs reports are, are fantastic numbers every month. How, you know, what's something's not jiving here with this. So and I think after we get through this, this will help to explain a lot. So, OK, so let's scroll down here. I want to get into. So the first thing is the estimated hours. And we can read here that the BLS decided to sharply slash the number of estimated hours that everyone was working from 34.3 to just 34.1, which may not sound like a lot until one realizes that the last time the work week was this low was when the economy was shut down during COVID. Excluding the COVID lockdowns, one would have to go back to 2010 to find a work week that was this anemic. And then as we go down here, uh, we're going to shoot down here and we're going to talk about the seasonal adjustments. So BLS conducted its annual, what's called its annual, annual re-benchmark. And that sounds kind of weird, uh, re-benchmarking and update of seasonal adjustment factors. So long story short, what was until December a decline in jobs has now been miraculously transformed into a gain in jobs, as shown in the chart below. And we can see from this chart here, this is a post-revision versus pre-revision, uh, which is in green and brown. And we can see at the, the far right here that the post-revision is way up. Now, to be fair, uh, January is typically a weird month. And what I mean by that is it so you have a lot of seasonal hiring that goes on in the fourth quarter of every year that as, as companies ramp up for the holidays, they're trying to, you know, try to get their, you know, get whatever workers they need to cover, cover the seasonal activity that's going on. And then in January, February, you always have these kind of big layoffs. Uh, so theoretically, you know, every January could be a down month and, and probably should be. But then you get these seasonal adjustments that come in where they kind of play around with the with the job numbers. Now, and we're going to get more on that in just a second. But first, uh, here's a really interesting chart here. This is ADP versus BLS. And you can see here the ADP is in red and the BLS is in green through 2023 you see that the ADP payrolls have been just steadily going down, whereas the BLS numbers have been going almost straight up. And so you have a huge dichotomy here. And and this and again, this is starting to show the picture of, wait a minute, what's you know, kind of what's 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 happening here? Why are these numbers being this manipulated? So. And as we go down here, we're going to read into here. It says, in other words, just a 10 percent error rate in the seasonal adjustment, roughly where it falls, would wipe out the entire gain and make January increase a decline. Then again, this is the case where every January jobs report, because as shown below, the actual change in jobs in the first month of the year is down anywhere between two and a half to three million, which is what I just said. You know, you have the seasonal hiring and then they lay people off. Okay, nothing too crazy there, but um, but they put in, you know, like I said, they make these seasonal adjustments, which adjust these jobs numbers into a almost like a make believe type type land. Um, 
But then we read in here, but it, you know, it's more than just the Biden admin hanging its success on seasonal adjustments. When one digs deeper into the jobs report, all sorts of ugly things emerge, such as the latest divergence between the establishment payrolls and much more accurate household actual employment survey. Uh, to wit, while in January, the BLS claims that 353,000 payrolls were added, the household survey found that the number of actually employed workers dropped again, this time by 31,000. So let's keep going down here. Um, this means that while the payrolls series uh, hits new all-time highs every month since December of 2020, when according to the BLS, the U.S. had its last month of payroll losses, the level of employment has barely budged in the past year. Worse, as shown in the chart below, such a gaping divergence has opened between the two series in the past four years that the number of employed workers would need to soar by 9 million to catch up to what payrolls claims is the unemployment situation. You can see from that chart right there, payrolls versus unemployment, this giant gap has emerged there. And like it said, you know, the, the employed workers would need to soar by 9 million to catch up to the payroll claims. And there's more, uh, you know, you know, shifting from a quantitative to a qualitative assessment reveals just how ugly the, the composition of new jobs has been, has been. So considering this, the BLS reported that in January 2024, the U.S. had 133 million full-time jobs and 27.9 million part-time jobs. Well, that's great until you look back one year and find that in February of 2023, the U.S. had 133 million full-time jobs or more than it does one year later. And yes, all the job growth since then has been in part-time jobs, which have increased by 870,000 since February of 2023. And as we come down here, so looking at this chart here, here's a summary of the labor composition in the past year. All the jobs have been part-time jobs. And we can see here, I mean, I think this, this chart here tells the tale. You see here, full-time jobs in red are, are decreased. All the growth in the green here on the right is in part-time jobs. And just and, and this tells you a lot. This tells you that, you know, again, all those news clips you see about losing the jobs, you know, Citibank, Google, Spotify, all these companies cutting jobs left and right. That's all the full-time jobs going in. And then all of these jobs being hired here, they're all part-time jobs. They're all people taking on second and third, maybe even fourth jobs to try to stay above board, to try to try to make ends meet. Um, but that's not the end of it. There's even more stuff here. So now we're going to get into the explosive stuff. This is the, the native versus foreign-born workers. Um, and let's see here. Where, where do we go? So January, the number of native-born workers tumbled again, sliding by a massive 560,000 to just 129 million. Add to this the December data, and we get a rear rear, near record 1.9 million plunge in native-born workers in just the past two months. And we see this chart here uh, showing the biggest two-month drop on record, excluding COVID lockdowns. And then uh, said otherwise, 
not only has all the job creation in the past four years has been exclusively for foreign born workers, but there has been zero job creation for native born workers since July of 2018. Let me say that again, that, because that's, that's hard to believe. Not only has all the job creation in the past four years been exclusively for foreign born workers, but there has been zero job creation for native born workers since July of 2018, as seen in the chart right here that we're looking at. Um, and just to read the last paragraph here. So this is a huge issue, especially at a time of an illegal, of an illegal alien flood at the border and is about to become a huge political scandal because once the inevitable recession finally hits, there will be millions of furious unemployed Americans demanding a more accurate explanation for what happened, i.e. the illegal immigration floodgates that were opened by the Biden administration which is also why the Biden admin will do everything in its power to ensure there is no official recession before November and is why after the election is over, all economic hell will finally break loose. Until then, however, expect the job numbers to get more and more ridiculous. Now, I think they bring up a very valid point here at the end of the day. If these numbers do in fact hold true, that is a that is has the potential to become a massive political scandal. Um, it's just shocking. I mean, that is a shocking number there at the end of this thing. I mean, how do you have zero growth in native born workers, but you have this massive growth in foreign born workers? Um, that just I mean, that's just really hard to in a certain respect, that's really hard to accept. But that's what the data tells us. That's what's that's what's in here. Um, so uh, so again, I think when you break this report down and you look at the change in estimated hours, you look at the seasonal adjustments, you look at the payroll versus employment, you look at the job creation of part-time jobs, and then you look at the native versus foreign born, born workers. The, I think the only thing in here they didn't touch on was the fact that the other side, the other side of this is that the, the vast majority of jobs, um, well, maybe not vast majority, but if close to 50% of the jobs over the last year that has been created are government jobs. They're not, uh, they're not, uh, the, of the full-time jobs that are being created. Uh, it's government jobs. It's, it's those government spending that is fueling that, that jobs, those, those job creations. So, you know, so this, I mean, I think, I think, this answers a lot of questions. If you if you were sitting there stumped going, what is going on with the jobs report? Because this just does not make sense. Uh, I think that looking at this data as hard as it might be in certain respects, uh, this paints a totally different picture of what's going on in the economy. And it it also raises some very unsettling questions. Like in other words, um, what is the BLS doing and, and why, uh, why are they seemingly the highly manipulating the jobs report data that's coming out? Um, you know, are they doing this for political reasons? Is there something else going on there? Uh, I, but I, I think that this is something that really needs to be uh, looked into and needs to be addressed. But 
you know, when I when again, when I saw this article and I saw this breakdown, it answered, you know, certainly a lot of questions for me. I mean, I've had a lot of questions the last year sitting there going, you know what? Like all of this stuff just does not jive. I don't understand. I said, I don't understand these job reports. I don't understand. I'm, I'm, and I'm looking at these numbers every month and I'm, I'm trying to dig into what, what is going on here? Why does this, you know, it just doesn't, it just did not, uh, you know, make sense to me as to what was, you know, what was happening. So I hope that this episode was really informative. Um, it is, I think in some some respects, it's, it, some respects, it's it's hard to to take in. Uh, but the economic data is it is the economic data, and again, I think we have to ask, well, what? Why is this? Why are these numbers being manipulated, and and why are they not being presented uh, the way that they should be presented? Um, you know, so again, something we'll have to keep a look on, uh, keep an eye on. I will certainly, you know, it'll be interesting to see the prediction made at the end of the article there that, you know, obviously that this is a highly political thing and that, that, um, you know, these numbers will remain positive because, you know, the Biden administration doesn't want to show a recession on the horizon. Uh, we'll have to see how that plays out here. We'll have to see how this plays out. But, um, but I think that if the economic number, I don't think there's any doubt that the economic numbers are being manipulated at this point. It's just, where do we go from here? Does the does the manipulation get worse, or do they start to show represent things a little bit more properly? Um, I know that this article was all over Twitter or X or whatever. I mean, it was it, it was you know a lot of people saw this, a lot of people looked at this, a lot of economists commented on this. Um, so it got a lot of attention. It got a lot of attention, a lot of eyeballs on this particular article. So. Uh, so again, we'll have to keep an eye on it and and see what happens. And I will continue to monitor this and report back in the next coming months. And you know, we'll see uh, we'll see what happens ultimately. But I hope I just hope that for me, like a lot of you out there, I just hope that this answered. If you had questions about what was going on in the labor market and sitting there scratching your head, going, "I don't understand this jobs report." Hopefully, this helped to answer some of those questions and to make a little bit more sense about what's going on there. But anyway, I hope everyone enjoyed this video. Please make sure to like, subscribe, share. Uh, that always helps the channel. Uh, just remember we are, we are on YouTube, Rumble, and all major podcast platforms. Uh, so please make sure to check out some of the other videos we have posted up. And I'll be back to talk to everybody again real soon. Thanks a lot.